the Endurance Asia podcast. Yo, take your red up because things ain't that bad. Maybe you should switch the target that you're aiming at. Believe perfection is a beast that they'll never catch. So never waste another day because life moves so fast. And a dream without pursuing, yo, they never last. Another shadow of regret I try to never cast. And always tell a truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Welcome to the 21st episode of the Endurance Asia podcast. Uh, we've got a pretty special episode for you this week. We were covering the, the Hong Kong Four Trails Ultra Challenge uh, this week at the finish line in Mui Wo on, on Lantau Island. And uh, for those of you who don't know, the, the Hong Kong Four Trails is um, a 298-kilometre uh, ultra run encompasses the four long trails of Hong Kong, starting with the Makuhos, uh, which runs from, um, well, you do the, all, the, all the trails in reverse, but um, running from the west of, uh, of uh, the New Territories all the way to Saikun in the east, and then the Wilson Trail from pretty much the border of China, right down to the south side of Hong Kong Island in Stanley. Um, the Hong Kong Trail from uh, from Sheko up to the uh, uh, the notorious peak and lastly over to, to Lantau, uh, Lantau Island where you circumnavigate the island um, from, from Mui Wo and then finish at the, uh, the uh, iconic green post box um, at the Mui Wo ferry terminal. And so we, we were, um, I, Scott Pugh, was... Um, was at the finish line. I did actually compete um, and, uh, and and had to uh, um, pull out around 200k into the race. My my legs were would just not take me any further. But what that did mean is that I was able to get to the finish line uh, with my recording equipment and um, and and watch the the finishers get over the line. And was so lucky to um, to then be able to record interviews with each of the finishers, the Lantau base camp, the uh, trail running and uh, shop there in Mui Wo was an amazing host for the weekend. They opened their doors for pretty much 48 hours non-stop to both runners and supporters and crew of the runners. And we uh, we sort of grabbed each of the uh, the finishers from the um, from the challenge, took them to the uh, to the Lantau base camp where they were uh, refreshed with with green ginger tea and uh, and maybe sh- they were able to grab a shower and then we, we caught up with them after. So it was a historic year in 2020. They had a, a total of seven. Um, seven finishers of the uh, of the challenge finishers being those that came in under 60 hours uh, and there was an additional five that uh, that survived in um, in under 72 hours and we were able to catch up with that with um, six of the finishers um, starting with uh, with uh, the Nepalese uh, Nugo Yamanat um, what an absolute legend this guy is, the most sort of humble human being, a guy that lives in Hong Kong and has done for 17 years and, and only started trail running three years ago. But with Nepalese lungs, born in the, uh, in the high altitude, he was, uh, he was built for it and he showed it um, yeah, there. So we, we catch up with him, uh, with him first. Um, 
just to like a little correction uh we say that like he's, he's the fastest ever time um actually uh tom robert shaw has that record um uh, having uh, uh back in 2017 where he absolutely smashed it coming in at, um uh in in 53 hours um which was uh which was just uh, just phenomenal um and uh but this year the they um yeah, we're very close to that time with Nugo coming out just over 54. We're then joined after by the uh, the Aussie Stephen Redfern, who uh, who came in just about half an hour after after Nugo. Um, we have uh, we have a a, um, a previous uh, um, uh, a previous person from the podcast. We've got Abby um, who uh, who came in in third place, a Singaporean trail running legend, uh, third time running, and hear his story about finally getting it done. Um, and then at fourth place, we had uh, Takashi Doi, um, the Japanese uh, ultra runner that's got a, an, an amazing uh, resume. Um, and so we catch up, uh, catch up with him. Uh, in fifth place, we had, uh, we had uh, Pong, uh, Hong, Hong Kongese. And um, we actually weren't able to catch up with, uh, with Jackie, who, um, who was the sixth uh, finisher. So we missed him, but shout out to Jackie. Uh, and then lastly, we had, uh, we had Chang, the, the Korean Argentinian that's um, based in Hong Kong and, uh, and was the last one to, to finish in, in sub 60 hours. Um, big shout out to uh, all of the other, uh, all, all of the other survivors uh, uh, of the challenge um that uh that managed to get in under under 72 hours uh you had um uh man Yi, uh karen uh karen chung who was 62 hours um there was a, a virginia uh who's uh from belgium based in um based in hong kong you had uh thomas Combison from the um from the philippines and then uh, the last two was uh was fei fei and um uh and sarah pemberton who who just a couple of months ago or not even a month ago over christmas did the four by four did the four trails in hong kong in four consecutive days over the christmas period so oh just a phenomenal performance and, and those two actually um they they got on the wrong uh the wrong ferry getting over to lantau the last trail and uh accidentally went to an island called peng chow instead of lantau and go to mui wo so that um yeah extended their time but they were still able to come in under the 72 hours with uh and uh, just just over 70 uh so with that um we uh we, we start with Nugo and uh and hear his story his story about getting to the finish line so um i hope you enjoy it please uh please subscribe to the podcast podcast we we have like you know, we're all about sharing um sharing stories of of ordinary people achieving extraordinary feats in in the endurance world um and uh and yeah lovely to um yeah join us on the socials uh the facebook group facebook page and um and across twitter youtube and uh, and all of the other the podcast channels from from apple to spotify um so with that we'll kick off first with uh with yugo yamanat Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because they Hi, welcome to the um, latest episode of the Endurance Asia podcast. Um, we're here in Lantau's base camp um, in Muiwo, 
and we're here with Nugo Yamanat who's just finished the Hong Kong Four Trails in an amazing time of, in fact, what was the finishing time? 50, 54 hours. 54 hours and 10 minutes, which is a record time ever to be finished in. So Nugo, congratulations. So um, look, let's I, and actually, first things first. I understand. Just last weekend, one week ago, you ran the Hong Kong 100. Um, so you ran a 100k race right before you were running a 298-kilometer race. Like, what made you run a 100-kilometer race just before the Hong Kong Four Trails? Okay. First of all, he wants to thank you. Yeah. And uh, the one week before the uh, start of the uh, Hong Kong Four Trail, he did a hundred k, the Vivram. Uh, he was prepared by the uh, of many uh, uh, past three months before the Hong Kong Four Trail. Uh, he just the main point for uh, to run in Hong Kong Four Trail is he want to make the. Uh, his country Nepal a big high and to inspire all the young people of Nepalese uh, so that's, yeah, that's amazing and then yeah and, 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 th and that was his uh, big dream to take part in SK4 trail yeah. yeah, and look, I'm sure that you've done that, Hugo. And, and were you, interesting, were you, were you thinking about that whilst you were running? Because I'm sure that there were many points where it was really difficult and that you had to push through. What, what was it you did to push through those challenging times? Uh, actually, while taking part in uh, SK4 Trail, it was uh, physically as well as mentally prepared so uh, he know uh, he been training in Lantau and Amakli Hostel so he know how to pace the his speed where to uh, take more speed where to make less uh, so that's all. yeah so know how to pace yeah yeah so so where where did you know to go faster and where to slow down and pace yourself slower uh, actually, when he gets tired, his pace automatically get the low, and when he got recover, like eat some gels and this one, and his speed will automatically, you know, get high. Yeah, automatically get high. Yeah. Okay. And so, so you talked about wanting to inspire other Nepalese runners. So. Um, from Nepal, but you've lived in Hong Kong for for many years. How, how long have you lived in Hong Kong for? Mm, he lived uh, past eleven years. For eleven years, yeah, in, in Hong Kong. And um, have you always been a, a, a runner from when you were growing up in Nepal? Nepal. Uh, so, so back in Nepal, when he was in Nepal. His father wants him to uh, join the army, so he do some kind of road running, some training in Nepal, and play some kinds of uh, volleyball, football sports. That's his measure. Yeah, but but never running 100 kilometers when you're in Nepal. Um, but yeah, you you, um, you obviously have like a really good base of training so then when you you came to Hong Kong then is that when you first started like trail 
properly trail running in, in Hong Kong. Uh, he started to do the trail running uh, past three years. Uh, his first race was Lama 8. He was in top 9. From there he started to do the trail running. Before uh, three years before he didn't do the trail, just uh, short hiking. He used to go the short hiking. So yeah, wow, that's amazing. Um, look, Nugo, you've got your McDonald's here. You've got your recovery drink that you got from Lantel Base Camp. You've got your nice warm tea. I'll let you uh, go and relax and uh, and put your feet up um, on the comfy sofa. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining massive congrats for what i think is going to go down as one of the best ever runs in in hong kong you're just such an inspiration and such an inspiration to the nepalese people and i'm sure um you're up there with mira rai as being just like a just a phenomenal nepalese athlete and um i think that your legacy is just going to live on for many years to come so congratulations i'm really happy for you thank you well done uh, yeah, thank you so much the truthful story if they ever ask stop the complaining because oh, we, we, we're joined here now by um by the the second person to uh, finish the 2020 hong kong four trails ultra challenge uh stephen redfern massive congratulations uh, well done thank you uh what was the actual final time we got in was it 54 hours and 46 minutes uh which is like the second is that the second fastest time on record does anyone know or yeah, like andre said yes it's second fastest time on record what an unbelievable performance Not mate well done thank you didn't didn't expect that at all um so i i saw you like uh, the um on on the mac towards towards the beginning and um yeah. and you told me then that you've actually only been running for for six years six years yeah started in 2014 and i'm oh, sorry what age are you if you don't mind me asking i'm like, 48 you're 48 so yeah. you you started running at 42 42 yeah what on earth um made you decide to come up to to hong kong to um to attempt the hong kong four trails I've, I've i've watched this for two years it's even before that, I probably didn't even know about the race until I saw uh, the Aussie female Mer Meredith run it. And yep. uh, and then I had another mate last year, Chris uh, Warren. He was running it as well. So two people I knew just gave me an opportunity to watch this race. And I thought, this is exactly what I like about long-distance running. And I felt I just something I had to do. Uh, what's the, uh, until um, you you got to the start line? What's the what's the longest distance you've done before? Like I um, remember you saying that you've done a couple of hundred milers, but what's yeah, been so your uh, so two two forties? Um, I've done a two forty five track race, like a twenty four hour track race. Yeah. But my longest trail race is a the Larapinta two hundred forty k point end to end race. So that's in Alice Springs. So I did that last year. Right, yeah. and and were you? When, when did you actually decide that you wanted to do the the four trails? When that, oh no, you obviously said that you've had your eye on it for the last couple of years, but when did you uh, like commit to actually um, training specifically for it? So I decided last year after watching it that I wanted to put an application in. But worst thing was I couldn't actually start training for this until only two and a half months ago, because I just came off doing the World Twenty Four Hour Championships. So I've gone from a completely flat uh, circuit race 
and then straight into this after that. Right, okay. So yeah. you, would, you did a 24-hour track race. And so what distance did you get up to in the, in the track race? That was 221 k's. Right, okay. So all training prior to that was all about long-distance road and endurance um, and no hills. <laughs> so, so let's get and, and and so you were representing Australia for that race as well. I was, yes. Uh, and like, how, where did you come? How how did you? So I came fiftieth out of there was four hundred runners. So I came fiftieth. Wow. So I was pretty pretty happy. I found that quite hard because, funnily enough, my race before that was UTMB. Right. <laughs> so, so I've, I've I've had a real, real myriad of I've gone from a complete mountainous race straight into a complete flat track race and then come back into a complete challenge race. And, and so what have been the repercussions of that? Like how have you been able to get y your legs, because uh, that's a big transition in the type of training for yeah. your three training blocks there. So, so I, I found track to mountains is not too bad, yeah. um, but going from mountains to track, um, I found that very hard. Because it's a real repetitive running yeah, stride. Yeah, it's, it's repetitive and it doesn't give a chance for all those deep muscles from the mountain race to recover because of the repetitiveness. Yeah. But I find the other way, you've the you get this all the long distance running, um, so you've got good endurance, and then all you do have, have to do is just build up on the mountain muscles. Yeah. So I find coming from that way is actually a lot easier than going the other way. Uh, going into four trials there. There's a lot of climbing. There's over 14,500 metres. You is. actually came up to Hong Kong um, to recce the course in those two and a half months prior to the challenge? I did. So um, December, start of the December, I came over um, for my first time here in Hong Kong and ran Maclehus and um, the Hong Kong Trail, um, which was sort of half the distance. And then I've, I was here just two weeks ago and I ran Wilson and Lantau two weeks ago. Okay, and you actually, when you were in the training, you started them at the same time that you would have started in the actual uh, in the challenge itself, right? I did. So, so for the Wilson, you went out there in the in the middle of the night to get started. Yep. So midnight, I started the Wilson, um, which I knew was a little bit earlier, but roughly gave me the same rough idea of going out there and doing that whole sort of the eight peaks and cloudy hill during the nighttime process yeah. and then I actually caught the 3am ferry um, when I was here last so I could sort of feel what it'd be like to actually do Lantau if I made that 3am ferry um, during the race. Yeah and and how did uh, how did that training play out in the actual race? Did Big time was, yeah. yeah it's that that was the best thing I did I reckon for this race um, was to be able to come here and um, actually see what each of the four trails are like Maclehus um, was my first one, so that was the first time I was on the Hong Kong Trail of any sort, and I had done quite a few wrong turns during that one. Yeah. But by the time I came to like the Lantau, no problems at all. I got the feel for the trail, the signage, um, what to look for, and how it sort of worked, and I found it was a lot easier understanding that than what it was on my very first one here. Yeah. Yeah, so like moving on to the actual race itself then, the challenge itself, um, you seem to pace really well throughout the whole thing. You just like kept on moving at consistent speed for the entire thing. Like, did, was, was that the plan all along, just to sort of keep, um, keep at sort of a measured pace all along? Or It was. I tried to run, when I did my training here, I tried to run them roughly what I'd like to have done the actual race. Yeah. 
slightly quicker because they're all just individual runs. Yeah. Um, understanding that I was going to add probably maybe an hour or two each time, um, I thought. Um, but ended up being the Macklehoos. I actually came in an hour and a half quicker than when my training run was. Um, Wilson, I mentioned. What do you think caused that? Just the adrenaline of like no, doing no, the no, no wrong, no wrong turns. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. No yeah. wrong turns. No photos. I was banned from putting my camera out at, at any given time in this whole race. There was one wrong turn, but that was uh, yeah, that was you following uh, following Abby up the uh, up yes. the wrong road. Luckily, you pulled him back round and yeah. And sent I was going up trying to tell him to come back go the other way. <laughs> Yeah. So um, yeah. So no wrong turns. I left my phone in my pocket, um, so I didn't need to take any photos. I did all of that during my training run, and um, and I felt I didn't need to pull out my phone to look at the um, the the maps and get an idea of how it all worked. So I, I had it all in my head. So it was a lot easier. Yeah. And, and you came in at the end of the McElhose in uh, in like third third position or behind Takashi. Uh, fourth, fourth position. Behind yeah. Takashi and and uh, Nugo. Dikashi Nugo and um, oh yeah, pa- pa- uh, Palisade. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. Hong Kong runner. Yeah, yes. uh, the um, Thai runner. Yeah, Thai yeah. runner. So yeah, the Thai yeah. runner. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Um, so they were, they were, those three were in front of me, and then I managed to pass all three of them on the Wilson. Um, and it was more. I was a bit worried I wasn't actually going to make the 3 a.m. ferry because the night time at Wilson was very, very slow with the wet weather. It was torrential rain throughout the night, wasn't it? Absolutely horrible. It was. Um, I came off Cloudy Hill and I was I was a good couple of hours behind where I thought I was going to be. So I from that point onwards I didn't stop. So I just ran the rest of the Wilson without stopping. Is that right? Yeah. So what, so you, except what for the, except for the MTR. When you say you didn't stop, you were actually like you were running all the downs and, and the flats, or and you didn't stop for any breaks. No, I didn't stop for any breaks. I yeah. just basically just kept going. So it's still still having to walk the ups, yeah. um, but ran all the downs, all the flats, um, even the uh, at Shatin Pass that was open. I, I did pull in there, got a bottle of noodles. Filled it up with water and then kept on going. And I actually ate them on the way. You ate noodles still moving, did you? Yeah. I mean, I suppose it's a gradual uphill. It's a gradual right? uphill, so it was the perfect perfect way to do it. So, um, but yeah, I just I just wanted to keep moving on the Wilson, which was good because I ended up pairing back those sort of two hours that um, I had lost during the night. So I was quite happy with that. Yeah, um, and then you got onto the um, the Hong Kong Trail. How did you? Um, so, so in fact, I suppose before that, finishing the Wilson is pretty hard. Those last two sections on Hong Kong Island. Where you have to do the um i quite enjoy them yeah yeah it's um the hong kong trail is probably my least favorite okay it's the first half i don't mind um and i actually quite enjoyed revisiting the bit where the wilson meets the hong kong trail yep. so because it, it ended up being so familiar in the end but the second half of the hong kong trail um after the gap road i, I don't really enjoy i didn't really enjoy that at all you're, you're right in the middle of the second night. The sleep yeah. deprivation is setting in, and and he did. I got to about 37k, and yeah, it was sort of all the wheels started falling off a little bit. Um, I was quite tired, um, stumbling a little bit. Um, I had in my mind I was I was aiming to get for that 12:30 ferry, and I was sort of on track until about then, and then it just yeah, I ended up bumming out by about half an hour. 
Right. So, how did you get through that sort of sleep deprivation bit? How did you keep if you're starting stumbling and um, just and just keep moving slowly? It's, yeah. But it slowed me right down. So yeah. it's um, sort of being able to run comfortably. Um, all that because that's very rocky through that second half of the Hong Kong. Yeah, there's lots of roots. Lots of roots and rocks, and but it's also like kind of the same. It's pretty flat as well, isn't it? So you're going at a similar pace. So it's as if when you're going up and down. It sort of wakes you up a little bit because it's it, a change it, in elevation. It does. You, you're trying to find a, a pace along that trail section, and you can't. So it's um, so basically, I found that very slow, um, just to make sure I wasn't going to trip or stumble on the rocks. So it just yeah, only because you couldn't focus um, too well, just because I was just quite tired. Yeah, so and and so you got into the end of um, uh, at the, to the peak and. Were you within time to get the ferry then, or so yeah, the twelve thirty? I got to the peak dead on twelve thirty. Ah, how frustrating! Yeah, so I lost, I lost half an hour basically, and I, I sort of knew by the time I got to about forty, forty-two k, I, I sort of knew it was, it was, I'd blown out. So yeah, but, uh, but did that also? So you went straight down to the ferry terminal from the peak then, and did, were you able to bank up some sleep? I did. The ferry terminal. We got down there, um, stayed in the car, and I had a full hour of sleep straight away. Nice. Wake up, and I still had an hour to get ready um, before the ferry turned up, so which was good. Uh, so why didn't you take more than an hour then, if you had two hours before the ferry, or was an hour enough? Uh, no, <laughs> my um, my crew he had to wake me up. I was out like a light. <laughs> I I could have. Did you wake him up with an hour to go? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to get everything ready, and then I went back in the car, and um, I probably had another twenty minutes sleep, um, and then. I, I think I actually crashed out again for that 20 minutes. And was that enough recovery for you? Because you seemed to go out on the land tower reasonably, reasonably well. You paced, paced well through it. This morning, and I think we all copped it. It's funny, you talk to everybody that caught that 3.30 ferry and running along that first uh, catchment, water catchment, we all suffered. It's, everyone said that we were all had sleep demons um, yeah. running through there. Because once again, this is the catchwater along Lantau, sort of about 5k in, and yep. it's just flat and sort of a bit windy. Flat and windy, and that was probably worse than the Hong Kong Trail for that section. I was really... Because it's 12k long as well, isn't it? So it just yep. goes on, on and, and on. on. Were you able to run it? Rent, we, we all ran it, yeah, um, but I got one point. And, and so that would have been, the f there was four or five of you there. There was, uh, on yeah. that, there was um, yourself, Nugo, Takashi, yeah. and uh, Abby. Abby. So Abby, Nugo, and myself, um, we sort of crisscrossed. Um, never saw Takashi at all. He he actually stayed, He I think he stayed a little bit after all of us, no. and I never saw him at all. I think he was a bit further back. Okay. Then, But the other four of us, we sort of, crisscrossed a bit and then we all spread out um, and then basically Nugo caught me around the back of Lantau and we ran all the way around the back of Lantau sort of between 30 to 40 probably 45k um, at the top of the hill from um, Teo and um, and I've just got to say um, he is such a gentleman he turned around and said to me he wanted me to go in front and he said you're the guest of this country and I want you to win and he was even holding himself back and because I had a few stomach issues I, I just I didn't want to hold him back so I actually stopped to say I went for a toilet stop just to let him go um, I wanted him to run his own pace like that was yeah so at what point was this that, um, that you had this conversation what? so 
basically after you got to the top of the hill at Teo, yep. and we're running along the first section of the trail there, um, and, he's, and he said, he said, basically, you're, you're our guest. He said, you need to win. He said, and he just kept trying to get me to go in front. And um, yeah, I just thought that was really oh, nice. Oh, that's so amazing! Like just what a like truly humble and really humble. And and I could see that because of my stomach issues, I was I was having to stop a couple of times, so he'd stop and wait for me, and then let me catch up again. So it's eventually said I've got to go for a. Because just watching, we could see you, the two of you were um, were were together, and we're, I mean, it's quite hard to, to tell if you're like literally running side by side or whether you're yeah. like so twenty uh, meters. So along so along the back, um, down the bottom there, where you're following all the bays and the beaches. Yeah. Because it's quite wide, we'll side by side for the whole whole bit there, having a good chit chat. Um, it was really nice, yeah. So we we quite enjoyed that, and then going up the hill, the the horrible. From from Tayo, from that's, cause that's oh. like a uh, asphalt path, which that, is almost which is almost vertical. Isn't that's it? ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and every time you look up, it just keeps going. So, yeah, and then then we were together probably for about another two k along the top, and then I sort of purposely stopped so he could he could go and actually find his own pace. Yeah, so well, and what a gentleman you were as well. To me, you obviously knew that he had, yeah. he had that he was like holding a little bit back yeah. as well. And to, he looked uh, he looked good. He looked comfortable. Um, I knew I wasn't feeling that good on the land tail. Um, so what was what stomach issues were you having, Stephen? I I basically couldn't seem to keep anything down. Um, I was finding my stomach was really hollow, and I I think all my reserves I've used them all up. <laughs> so whatever I was putting into my body, within Ten minutes, I'd already used it, and my stomach was empty again. So I couldn't get more than what I was using back into me. So I just spent pretty much most of the land towel sitting there, just fighting my stomach, wanting to bring everything back up again. And there was nothing in there until, till probably five k out, and it all came up. Oh really? Yeah, and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> so five so k out, just coming down off the back of yeah. sunset. So I, I ran down that with literally nothing in my stomach. And that was that was hard. Wow, that's impressive. I mean, you've been able to get a bit of champagne down your neck. I'm surprised that hasn't come back. Would, would you believe that was the only thing that actually was comfortably able to stay in my stomach? <laughs> Uh, well, mate, you are looking amazingly well, given that yeah. you've been smashing it out. I feel, I feel good. Um, overall, bar being a bit empty, I, I feel really good. Um, my legs, my worst thing was is today, my legs feel fantastic. And if my stomach was better, I, I would have been... What, what is, what's been that? So you've had no pain or injuries over the last three days? Or? Oh, I've got a niggle in my knee, but um, yeah. it's, I've got a... I've got a bit of a bad knee from a fall three years ago so okay. it, it always niggles um, but the more you push the more you can just sort of ignore it until like now I can feel it yeah. so it's it's like a it's basically just internal muscles from the from the fall um, but you can learn to ignore it while you're running what, so what's been your key to like training to be able to I suppose push through that sort of distance like how, how have you been able to prepare your body to be able to to go through that sort of pain and suffering I, or I, to avoid I, that pain and suffering I prefer the long stuff I actually find the worst part of my racing is probably the first 60 to 100 k's and after that then I really enjoy it so it's I, I, I start to feel really good after about 100 k's um, and I think that's why I felt this race would have been fantastic because 
I just felt stronger and stronger as this race went on, trail for trail. And if, if it wasn't for the fact that I was feeling nutritionally a little bit spent on the fourth one, and that was that's the furthest I've ever gone. So I think that was a whole new level for me. And what I normally take between like my gels and my tailwind, that was good to 42 hours. I need to probably look at adjusting that for that next stage. Yeah, I, you need that little bit more. So, so would you say some more real food, or yeah. rather than just the tailwind? Yeah, goes, so yeah. that's that's all I had on the whole race during right? during the race. But you didn't you didn't stop. You said oh, you got noodles yeah, and yeah. So glass, other than that, yeah, uh, while running, that's that's all I had while running. So, um, which I felt good up until the third end of the third trail, and so um, until your stomach said nah, no this more isn't working for yeah, us anymore. Nah. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, but I'll I'll take that away and and look at adjusting that and um, seeing what I have to do going into the extra long distance now, which is which is good. It's like a good experiment, this. Yeah, you said the extra long distance now. This is always the, the best and the worst question to ask as soon as you've finished a race, but what's next? What's next? Uh, so I've got another track run next. Um, <laughs> what are you doing to yourself? Why are you just going from uh. hills back to track, hills <laughs> to track? Um, I suppose it might actually be quite good. It sort of like, yeah, it sort of yeah. lets the mus different muscles rest for a bit. In the, in so July, um, one of the Aussie runners has put on a invitational 24-hour track run. So it's sort of set up more like the desert solstice in America. So invitational only, only a small amount of runners on the track. Um, good conditions, controlled. So it gives you a good opportunity to see what you can possibly do if everything goes well, like goes to plan. So. That's my next one, um, and that's probably the only thing I've got booked in at the present moment. Um, I f for the first time ever, I haven't overbooked anything after this race. It's it's the first time I thought I'll do this race and see how I feel afterwards. Give yourself a chance to, yeah. to rest. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you should definitely be yeah enjoy it. Like just an absolute like amazing amazing yeah. performance and, and yeah second fastest time ever and uh, and I think that's why not having another run to go to I can just sit back and just soak all this in now and just yeah just look at what this race was and what it meant and then just yeah just just savor it for a bit yeah yeah I, I'm <coughs> just trying to work out how many other Aussies have um have because like Chris didn't um didn't finish it last year but obviously no. Meredith um was a survivor survivor so no Aussies actually finished no Aussies have finished it so the very no. first Aussie to yeah. finish Second fastest time ever. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Redfern, congratulations on an amazing performance. Well done, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hey, Abby, welcome back to the Endurance Asia <laughs> podcast. Um, we're sitting here in Lantel Base Camp in Muriwo. Oh, wow. And you, my sir, have finally finished the Hong Kong Four Trails Ultra Challenge. <laughs> finally, man. Really, finally, three years. Three years in the making, man. Yeah. How does it feel? Oh, just... I was... While I was running the last stretch back, I was reflecting. It's just been epic. It's just been crazy. The, you're talking about the three-year journey has yeah, been yeah, epic? Yeah, the three-year journey. It's, just been, it's been a crazy three years. You know when you start training seriously, you, you 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 give up your social life. You don't drink. You eat clean. 
So it's been like that the it, last three years. It's all been working towards this very yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah. This very moment now. Yeah. A moment in which you're, um, you're like, you've got crazy reflux yeah. and hiccups <laughs> that have been troubling you for the, uh, for the last few yeah, hours. Um, mate, you finished in a time of 56 hours. Yep. And 56 hours and all six, something like that. So it's just to see the progression from three years ago where you came yeah. in like 77 hours. 72. 72. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, and last then year, so 64. Last year, 64. So like eight, uh, eight hours less. And then to shave off another yeah 56 yeah and down to 56 so like um yeah shave off eight hours again yeah oh yeah eight, yeah, hours, yeah. Again. eight hours and eight hours oh wow yeah yeah hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so oh. so next year no, no, oh, let's, no, no, let's no, not talk can about I, can i add well this time around you got a 30 minutes penalty yeah you, you got 30 minutes penalty. yeah, yeah, yeah. what oh, no because i, I dropped i lost my um money. money so i called andre to meet my support crew to pass me some money and he said, "Ten minutes, time penalty." Yeah, no, I, I think that's fine. I'll get, take the time. Ten minutes, time penalty. Um, where was this? Uh, oh, at uh, after Wilson, along Wilson. Ah, uh, mm. okay. And then so so you could eat at Shartin Pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need to eat there. Yeah, you've yeah. got to have your noodles. And then you need to have an octop octopus card to take the MTR. Oh, so you lost your octopus yeah, as well. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So um, so mate, take going back then to the um to the start of um uh, Macklehose then, like great run there and took you out um about fifteen hours. Yeah, fifteen hours. Yeah, I saw you running into the end of the Macklehose along the um along the kind of catchwater by the yeah, side yeah, yeah. of the um yeah. and you were you were like gunning it then you looked like you, you on on the flats your running was so consistent yeah. like what's the secret? Uh, I think it's my training. My yeah. training has been very consistent with the new coach. It's, it's it's really very focused this time around. I didn't do a lot of jung mouse as per everyone else, but yeah. <clears throat> the training has been super consistent. It's been a hard training. I did 25, 25 hours. 25 hours in one week. Yeah. yeah. I'd never done that before. It was hard training. And, and so how, how, is your, how is your training? What's your coach changed for you this year then? What have you what Oh, have did you a lot more. So it's, just, it's all been based on time on yeah, feet? Yeah, just time on feet. Slowly reduced to 25, 16 and uh, 14. That was my tough week. Yeah. That was my tough week. I think that belt built a lot of confidence in me. So when I tackled this, the, the other key thing that I did was... My wife Caroline, we did mindfulness, and it really helped me a lot. Really so helped me a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. meditation? No meditation. She just mm -hmm. go through with me some of the stuff that I did um, wrongly previous time. Yeah. So, so the key focus for me was I always get I always have this bad habit. I was talking to you before that I run and then when I don't meet my time, I start panicking. Yeah. So this time around, I just said just focus on the trail at the moment. Don't care what's going to happen next. So when I was running McLeos, I didn't think about Wilson. Similarly, when I was running by Wilson, I didn't think about Hong Kong at all. I just ran McLeos. That's it. Full stop. It was not easy, but I just did Wilson, McLeos, then stop. Done. That's really interesting. Yeah, so it's not easy. Focus on the yeah. focus on the exact moment. Yeah. And then solid 15 hours on the McLeos onto onto the Wilson. Uh, how did how did the Wilson go? Wilson, I wanted to push. So I pushed Wilson. I don't know what's the timing, but I pushed quite a bit. I pushed Wilson. Were there any hard parts of the Wilson? I mean, it's a really technical trail. Yeah, right? um, I think the last two big climbs. That's a crazy. Uh, well, when trip. you get onto Hong Kong Island yeah. and then. Oh, Hong uh, Kong Island, chill <laughs> So my target was to get on the 3M ferry. Yeah. And then just take it easy on uh, Lantau. Yeah. I didn't want to push Lantau, Lantau just enjoy myself. 
Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and were there any tough times along the Hong Kong Trail? Because this no. into your second no. night. No. You no, no sleep deprivation no. challenges? No, not at all. Really? Yep. Did you have a caffeine strategy? Or yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I stopped caffeine for two weeks. Yep. And then uh, the only time I took caffeine, I took caffeine strips. I took three of the three. Yeah. So it kept me awake. I only took twice. One uh, on Hong Kong. And then one this morning at Lantau. That's it. Kept yeah. me awake. Yeah, yeah. I was awake. I didn't fall. I, there was only one moment I was like dozing off. Uh, other than that, I was wide awake and alert. Yeah. Brilliant strategy. You should try, mate. Yeah, well, I, yeah I, I think cutting out caffeine beforehand uh, um, is, is definitely, a, definitely a good idea. You made that three o'clock ferry. Yeah. Like, did you think it was kind of in the bag once you'd made that three, uh, yep. three o'clock ferry? So you just... But did that... Or oh. Could that have... Um, come back to bite you slightly was that uh, no because you know, no. you've still got another 70k to go with the two biggest hill or the second and third biggest hills of hong kong with land and sunset my confidence grew uh better after i did the ultra trail chiang rai yeah i came in second and i was 230k 230k and i didn't push yeah. I, I met i was just maintaining a comfortable pace so similarly when i did the mackley horse i didn't push i just maintained a com nice comfortable pace and then when i did Wilson, I pushed pushed a bit. Hong Kong, I held back. Lantau, I just chilled out, enjoyed. I was enjoying. I was telling the cameraman, the NHK NHK cameraman, this is the first time I'm seeing uh, Lantau and Sunset Peak in daytime. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you believe it? <laughs> Every time I do the trails, it's in the night. Yeah. Can't see anything. <laughs> and there's a nice view up there. Today yeah, as it's well. a beautiful it's nice view. Nice I said, my God, it's not bad. It's quite nice. <laughs> first time. So there you go. Abby, amazing. Look, I know you haven't slept for two days, yeah. three days. You've just run yeah. 298 kilometers. Uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to getting some rest. You are, sir, the very first Singaporean to yeah, ever yeah, finish yeah, the yeah. Hong Kong oh Four Trials crazy. Ultra Challenge. There's a running team in, in first for Singapore. First to do the Dragon's Back. Yeah. The UK, that was the last time you came on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and yeah, now the, the first Singaporean to finish the Hong Kong Four Trials. Um, amazing performance, mate. Any Thanks. like any any last words or thoughts? Nah, just one. Uh, I've actually got one that I'd like. Yeah. I'm sure there's someone you'd like to thank, or a, or some yeah, people yeah, yeah. you'd like to thank. I think my wife. Uh, she has been a pillar of support for the last three years. Uh, she knows that when I'm training, everything else just kept us is kept aside. She looks after everything. She, she's been unbelievable yeah. and I actually I, I'm, I'm more happy that you finally finished this more for her yeah, than yeah. I am for you and then so, um, now she can potentially like go on holiday on Chinese New Year rather than going to Hong Kong and, and then of course to my uh, Joe and Randy Randy who supported me the last two years couldn't come this year and Joe and uh, Wai Ming who have been here just brilliant support crew Randy, Joe and Wai Ming brilliant support crew Yeah, I without them I think this wouldn't be possible uh, I didn't have to worry a single thing. I just come, I put, leave the pack to them. They settle everything. I, I saw them at work. Yeah. And honestly, like, yeah, Joe, like, just a phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. crew. So, um, so unbelie unbelievably impressed. Yeah. Um, well, look, mate, go and get some rest. Yeah. It's fully deserved. I'll see you back in Singapore. Thanks, mate. You legend. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Like the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Takashi Doi, welcome to the Endurance Asia podcast and congratulations <laughs> for being the uh, the fourth finisher uh, in this year's uh, Hong Kong Four Trails Ultra Challenge. Amazing performance. Well done. Well uh, done. Thank you very much.
Um, so we're, you're joined here by uh, by household name and Endurance Asia podcast, Tomo San, who's going to translate as well if um, if needs be. But um, uh, welcome, Tomo. You've been uh, fully supporting um, both Takashi San and the whole Hong Kong Four Trails this year. Thank you. Um, great to be on this podcast for the third time. Yes, yes. You're uh, yeah resident on the podcast. So uh, Takashi, you probably started this race with. Um, maybe the most expectation and certainly I think the most pressure out of any of the runners because the national broadcaster of Japan, NHK, were documenting the entire race for a documentary and really they were following you and your, uh, um, and I suppose your effort in this race. So how did that affect your planning for the race? And how uh, and how did that affect the the race while whilst you were whilst you were doing the race? Uh, nothing. It, it didn't uh, affect no, no, you at all. No, not pressure. No pressure. Uh, uh, because uh, uh, no rank. Um, he didn't have any pressure because it's not a race and it's a challenge. So that's that's interesting. I thought um, because you know all of your countrymen will will s- and and women will be seeing you this documentary with you in it and but you didn't feel like you had to become finish first you your goal was always just to finish within 60 hours yes yeah uh, so uh, just yes. just to get in the in the uh, 60 uh, hours to finish yes yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to finish uh only finish 60 hours no, yeah. not 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 fast yeah. You say not fast but actually the Macklehose you finished uh, in maybe um thirteen forty or thirteen hours forty maybe which is which is pretty fast i mean that's like one of the fastest times that anyone's done on the mackle hose at uh. the beginning of the four trails. do you think you went too fast or you felt good for the mackle hose uh i i keep my my pace uh not not fast uh, it, uh this is my 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 pace um, you say your pace. Um, what is the normal distance that you run at? I know that you've competed at a high level for a while, but what distance running do you normally do? 100 kilometer or um, 100 miler? What is your what is your favorite distance to run? Uh, I, I like uh, 100 miles. Yes, um, main race. His main race is the 100 miles. Yeah, so UT, UTM, sorry, the UTMF. UTM, UTM, UTMF, UTMB. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because you came 11th or in UTMB for last year, is that right? What position? Uh, 90, 96. Oh, 96, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But I, uh, 20, 2015, uh, I rank it's 11th place. Yes, in 2016, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, is this the furthest distance that you have ever done in one race? Quarter race. Yeah, yeah. Yes. This is the longest you've done. Yes. And um, and what was different between doing a hundred miler and doing two hundred oh. miles, pretty much? Oh. Because you said your um, for the Macklehose, you just went your normal race pace, um, which was quite fast for a three hundred kilometer mm-hmm. race. So yeah, uh, three hundred kilometer. Uh, I need uh, men- mental, mm. mental, uh, not fast. Uh, mental is very important. Uh, 300 
300 kilometers. How did you use your mental side? What did you do to... Uh, was there anything you say to yourself in your head? Or is there... Po positive thinking. Positive yeah. thinking. And... Did you think maybe of the finish line? Or uh, yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I watch uh, mo movies. Yes. The documentary yes, yes, Breaking yes, yes, 60. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, Tomo... Uh, I, I watched uh, Tomo's goal scene. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to I want the same experience. A little bit about the actual race before we talk about the finish. Was that what were the you mentioned? Um, Wilson was quite hard. The weather was very bad on Wilson. Mm -hmm. Lots of heavy rain. Mm -hmm. um, was there anything else that was uh, that you found difficult in the um, in in the challenge? Lantau three. Yeah. Uh, uh, wind is very uh, strong. Even though the catchwater had a lot of wind uh, not on just the ridge but the catch water so it was cold you must have been very cold during the night uh, on Lantau then yes very cold and you are from uh, uh, Kobe or um, where, where in Japan are you um, uh, Osaka Osaka Osaka, Osaka. okay yes. So I suppose you are quite used to training in cold weather as well in the winter. Um, yeah, were you okay with the cold weather? Was, w did did it affect you badly, or you um, but uh, w w wind wind? Yeah. Uh, not Japanese winter. We don't have a lot of wind. Uh, we're cold, but the wind was kind of strong here, so that was a problem for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so you said watching the video of Tomo finishing last year was an inspiration for you. What did it feel like to be at the finish line and to see everyone there uh, cheering for you? How did it feel? I didn't think um, it was going to be um, emotional as I, he thought. It was so more than emotional than he thought and, <laughs> and he cried <laughs> yeah I, so i saw you i saw you wiping your eye I, I couldn't quite tell whether that was you wiping the champagne from your <laughs> eye or whether you were actually <laughs> but um but yeah it, it did it did make you cry mm. it made you very emotional w was there any um you seemed like you had a very strong support crew um who was your support crew my friend uh, living in hong kong Oh, friend, your friends friend. that live in Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they have ex are they experienced trail runners as well? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, they, they do. Yeah. And so, Takashi, what what next for you? Um, it's it's a uh, uh, Hong Kong four trails is a is a really big challenge, but I'm sure you've got a a, a packed calendar for 2020. And uh, next, what, uh, what races? Next do you have? Yeah, what are your next races? Next race is nothing. Uh, <laughs> rest. I want to rest. <laughs> I want to rest. Uh, yes. I think you. Uh, I think you deserve it. And I, and I know you've got to get um, get back on the the next ferry to get back and get some sleep because yes. you you deserve you deserve it. Um, but yeah, massive congratulations. Uh, an amazing run. Uh, you should be like really really proud of yourself. And uh, uh, and yeah, I think um, yeah, it was great to great to see you come over the finish line. I think it was emotional, not just for you, but for everyone watching as well. Hi, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks to Kashi San, and Me thank too. you as ever, Tomo San as well. Thanks thank guys. You very much. Cheers. story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hello, Pong. Welcome to the Endurance Asia podcast and congratulations for be the becoming the fifth finisher of the 2020 Hong Kong Four Trails Ultra Challenge. Oh, thank you. Uh, 
成為第五個誒。Um, so you um you just uh came in, you finished. What was the finishing time for um for Pong? What time did you come in? Fifty. Fifty-eight hours, ten minutes, and you and you were the um the first uh, the first Hong Konger to come in this year. So um, yeah, we, I think in previous years there's always been like Hong Kongers to to come in um, in in the top three, but then you yeah came in in fifth place. Have you um have you done uh, whereabouts in Hong Kong do you live? Whereabouts are you are you based? Oh, uh, Kui Kui Cheng. Quai Chung, Quai Chung, Quai Chung. Yeah. Mm. So, what, uh, what part of the Hong Kong Four Trails Ultra Challenge? What trail are you most familiar with? Where do you, where do you normally train? Oh, Shan. So the Mac, the Macleho. Yeah, yeah, Mac. Time of Shan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, what, what was your, um, what was your favourite part of the Hong Kong Four Trails from this year? What was the what was the trail that where you felt best in? Hong Kong Trail. So the the Hong Kong Trail. Um, because I I saw you on the um on the on the Wilson and uh, I think we, like I saw you crossing on the um on the MTR and you had your oh, McDonald's yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh and quite quite tired then. But then when you got on the Hong Kong Trail, you felt you felt really good. 但是他們說讓我聽做到這樣,跟我說試一下啦這樣。He said uh, originally he, he didn't think he could make it to the 3 a.m. ferry, but uh, his friends encouraged him to, to try his best. So he managed to make the 3, 3 a.m. ferry. Yeah, you, you must have done the, um, the Hong Kong trail in like a pretty fast time, right? Um, mm. I think it was about like... Eight hours or so? Uh, Within seven hours. Within seven hours. Uh, in his recollection. Yeah, that's amazing. So you, you essentially you like ran most of the Hong Kong Trail. You were running mm. all of the flats and the uh, and the uphills of the Hong Kong Trail. Oh, yeah, yeah. Small, small yeah, yeah, part of it, uphill. And part of the uphills as well. Wow, mm. that, that's, that's amazing. Um, and then when you got to uh, when you got to Muiwo, um, but did you make the 3 a.m. ferry with much time to? Oh, to May, yeah. Oh, oh, 2:43. 2:43. Okay, wow. <laughs> so, so at least when, but then when you got to um, to Muiwo, you decided to take a bit of a rest. I mean, we're in Lantau, Lantau Base Camp, the shop here now. Did you sleep upstairs when you got here, or did you sleep somewhere in Muiwo? <laughs> 楼梯都要坐啊，临尾。哦，一个钟。He slept one hour. He slept for an hour here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so how was that? How was the um? How was Lantau Trail then? How did that? How did that go? 开头会闷啲咯，之后就OK啊。我有试过路，但系我冇其他全部径咧，其实我冇试过路嘅。我是用自己的記憶去跑的,因為我主要是在練大霧山嘛,我自己住葵沖去。He um, felt boring for the first part, but getting better matter afterwards. And naturally he didn't wreck all the trails except uh, the Lantau Park. Okay, so yeah, the, the first part of Long Lantau Trail is the catch water. 
and uh, and so that was uh, that was pretty boring. But um, but so you didn't recce the whole Hong Kong four trails beforehand. You hadn't done. You hadn't. You didn't recce the entire course beforehand. 都冇乜思路，基本上我冇思路。Not much. Oh, he only wrecked a small part of、uh, Lantau Trail.、Uh, nothing more. That's amazing. So, um, so I know you've only just finished the trail. You must.、Uh, um, but what what's up next? Have you thought about what other races that you want to、uh, that you want to do this year? 冇啦，冇啊。No. No. I don't blame you. I don't 因为我上年参加咗好多。Yeah, because he raced a lot last year and with a lot of ultra races. Yeah, I think you deserve a bit of rest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, just lastly, like, um, what what did it feel like to come to the finish line there with everyone at the green post box watching you? How did it feel? What what were the emotions that you felt? 好开心啊！但系我我自己其实我自己习惯咗点讲啊？習慣咗，我覺得自己係做到咯，所以我又冇特別話覺得係啲咩其他感受，因為平時我練得好辛苦嘛，即係平時我嘅練習已經係好辛苦。He was so happy, but、uh, he, he, he got used to it and not very much、uh, strong emotions because、uh, it's a result of his hard training. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You you must have had to train very hard. Look. Bong, amazing performance! You should be extremely, extremely proud of yourself. I'm sure all your support crew, your friends, your family are very proud of you too.、Um, yeah, do you have any words for 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 your support crew at all? 照旧啦，照旧啦。诶、uh, ，support support， 因为识咗好耐啦。诶，啲真系好好嘅朋友。同埋係一齊都玩過啲一百貓嘅隊友嚟噶嘛，係咯，咁都冇乜係多謝佢哋咯，係啊，我哋好平常心。Um, not nothing as usual. Um, yeah, because um, we we are good old friends and we are teammates for many ultra races, and so um, just um, gratitude and 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 that's it. Yeah. Very good. Okay, well, Pong, once again, congratulations for an amazing performance. Well done. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You guys are high. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining, cause things ain't that bad. Chang, welcome to the Endurance Asia podcast, and congratulations for being the final finisher of the 2020 Hong Kong Four Trails Ultra Challenge. Thank you. Well done, mate. What an amazing performance! You came in 59 hours and 46 minutes. I think that that、yes. was the、um, that was the finest margin to finish in 60 hours, 60 hours ever. I think so. What was the what was before? Do you know? Yeah, I'm not sure actually. Does anybody、He'll、know what was before? Twenty hours, twenty five. Okay, Brendan asked.、Uh, There you go, Brandon,、oh、uh, who, who's like the the stato over here. Yeah, yeah. To, so you're a minute, yeah, a minute closer to the cutoff. Right. Than, wow.、Um, good. But mate,、um, so you tell me, how, how are you feeling? Exhausted.、Um, I think it's like I, I still can't believe it. <laughs> Because I was all the time th- thinking to myself, I'm gonna run so thin, so thin, and somehow the watch was 
it was it was wrong or something. I I, I keep on I, I don't know if I was kind of dreaming or but I, I saw the wrong time and I thought I wasn't going to make it. And suddenly I saw I still had 20 minutes to go while coming down from Sunset Peak. And I said I have to I have to give give everything I have. You know. Yeah. That yeah. that um the last I suppose hour and a half we're all sitting here in the Lantel base camp like watching dot watching and seeing seeing when you um reach the start going over Lantel and just think oh it's I don't think he's going to make that that's just too far um like what was going through your mind when you were going through Lantel I was swearing a lot I can <laughs> imagine all the time I was it's never easy <laughs> constantly saying it's never easy why <laughs> it has to be so difficult all, all, all the time, every time. You know, it's like you have one hill, you climb that hill, and there's another one, and uh, and then you're going down, and then there's another down, and the whole time, you know. <laughs> yeah, Lantau is sucks. just relentless, isn't it? Absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. Relentless. And actually, I was thinking, because the whole time I was thinking, you know, a Patsy, a Wilson Trail is, is quite challenging. I think Lantau Trail is 10 times m- much more difficult than than uh, Wilson. I don't know if yeah. people think about that. but Well, I, after you've already got like 230k in your legs, I think that... that I, think I, ha- to I have the right to say that, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you, um, the the McElhose, you, you must have finished in about 15 and a half hours. 15 and a half. Yeah, exactly yeah. Exactly 15 and a half. And uh, that was... That was right uh, in my plan. That was your. Yeah. That was the right pacing. I, I understand mm. you had a few because you were using GPS tracking on your watch for the route, right? To yes. The route. So had you recced the route beforehand? Yes, I recced the Wilson Trail and Hong Kong Trail. Okay. Yes, uh, Nikki told me if there is because I don't have much time. If there's one trail I should recce is Wilson Trail. Yeah, I think I'm I'm glad that I did that because so di- so easy to get lost, you know. Uh, it has so many junctions and yeah. Um, but you were still using your watch for. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. And, yeah. and I understand when before you started the uh, the Wilson, it, your watch wouldn't download the GPS map. So yes, so I was I was just starting Wilson Trail and uh, it gave me a weird error, like um, something to do with the coordinates that was wrong or it couldn't load. And I thought it had to do with you know you have to be in the start line so it could load. So I went, I went to the start because it's two kilometers. Yeah, you have to you run have to all the way to yeah, the start so of the trail. I, I went happily and merrily, thinking <laughs> so, so naively that maybe when I'm there, the GPS will load, right? <laughs> Which didn't. <laughs> then I'm like, fuck's sake, I, what am I going <laughs> to do? I'm, I'm starting to call, call my wife and, and, and the team supporting me to say, don't, go, don't leave, don't leave, wait for Wait for me, so I have to go back and then get. I had a spare watch just in case, and and I took that watch with me to to run. Right. And then and then when I started, the first five kilometers, all you know, you're still thinking about the bloody watch. I couldn't understand why you wouldn't load. Switching on and off and trying different settings, and I lost quite a bit of time while you know, you're, you're not really running. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like pouring down with rain at that point as well. But, but yes. hey, you made up the yeah. time though, right? So I think yeah. like Wilson, you ended up like getting a good pace on um, at like for the second half. Yes, yeah, so I I think on the hindsight, if I hadn't spent too much time bothering about the the bloody watch, probably twenty thirty minutes, I I think I could have still made it to um, the three o'clock ferry. To the three o'clock ferry, yes, I, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah it's easier said than done. Well, yeah. But, uh, but then having said that, I was thinking about this on Lantau Trail. Maybe I had more time to rest. Had, if I hadn't, meaning if I had taken the 3 a.m. ferry, maybe I would have so, you know, pumped to get on going that maybe, I don't know. Yeah, so you got to, um, so you missed the three, you got to um, the end of by Hong 10 Kong minutes. Trail. I missed it by 10 minutes, yeah. You missed the three o'clock by 10 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you, were you like, you must have pushed really hard on the Hong Kong Trail then, were you Towards the end, <coughs> towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the last tw 20k were the longest, and I was kind of falling asleep, and kind of asleep, and kind of dreaming, and it was never ending, it was going on and on, and I don't know how well you know that trail, but it's just... You know, it's pretty flat, isn't it? But just flat, winding, winding rocky, and tree uh, roots. Tree roots, so and it never ends. You can't never zone ends. out because if you do, you're going to land on your face. Yes, right? yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you got three o'clock ferry. So you got, you got the seven o'clock ferry, but at least that meant you could <laughs> bank in a few hours kip at the um, uh, in the was it in the car or something in the car park. Yeah, yeah. We all we all slept in the car. Yeah. My wife uh, with Alejandro. <laughs> And yeah, yeah and actually, let's talk about you've got a full-on crew oh, here, four, your four, whole family. All four, four people in the car sleeping, <laughs> right? Nice and cozy, yeah. Luckily, nobody was snor snoring. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so you, you made the 7 o'clock friends. So then when you got onto a land tower that you, um, you, you just cracked on straight away? As straight soon away, yeah. straight away, yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, the cloud it was already ticking. And did I, you uh, did you think coming in at seven a.m. because obviously it's been done once before with Nikki last year that she she made the but actually last year it was a six six ten a.m. ferry rather yes. than a seven a.m. So it's only thirteen hours to do the Lantau Trail, which is which is pretty tight even on fresh legs. Yes. So knowing that Nikki had done it gave me some sort of confidence that I still had a chance. And then I, I, I remember I, I did a land of 70 in 1020. So with that in mind, with Nikki's performance, I thought that maybe I still have a chance to make it. And, and did you believe uh, that all the way around? So I, I believed in it and right until so you come out of Tayo and there's Super just steep. yeah yeah it's like 45 Ex degrees it feels like that anyway exactly. but just a, and it's just concrete um, so, so so in my mind somehow I forgot about Jeremy's race <laughs> which I did which ten, is the Lantau yeah <laughs> which I did 1020 so I thought after that right after right after was Lantau Peak but uh, there is a some a lot so of when, lumpy oh, hills in between there and. <laughs> Yeah, so when I, when I, it's, and it's never ending. And I was, I was thinking to, my, you know, to myself, I couldn't see the, the bloody Buddha at all. <laughs> because of course the Buddha is, and I'm like, where is the Buddha? Where is the Buddha? I can't see the Buddha. <laughs> and it's just mountain after the other, and it's quite steep, right? You're, you're looking at Solomon, who's yeah, like, no, this, is, this is his backyard. And he's like, but you live in this disco bay, which exactly, might as well be its own yeah, island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, ju I just have tiger head, you know. It's yeah, tiger head <laughs> exactly. up and down. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So uh, up until that moment, I thought I, I, I was quite confident I, I had a chance. But then when I started hitting those, all those other mountains, I already forgot the name. I thought it's going to be very, very thin, very thin. And so you you got to Nongping. So, so I got to Nongping with um, three hours, exactly three hours. So sorry, when you because you so sort of go you, the the actual trail goes around Nongping, doesn't it? So yes. So when you mean when you got to the base of Lantau, you had uh, you had three hours. Mm. So before you just started like climbing Lantau, or before, or just as you were coming up. Just where all the shops are. Yeah. 
and you start hitting the trail. Yeah, and then you right there. I had three you. hours. Yeah. So I had three hours, and I yeah. Like, was it the decision was okay? I'm not going to make it. I can I can just chill out and just no no. I, 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 I said like I have to. I, I have to put everything I have. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was calculating roughly um, an hour, two hours for Lantau Peak and Sunset Peak climb. But then, I f I, you know, you forget about these things. Uh, how, how tough is to climb Lantau Peak? I, I, I think the climb took me about, about 50 minutes. And then the down took me 30 minutes. Yeah, that's lightning quick. Yes. Lightning quick. So with that, I said, okay, I still have chance to to climb sunset peak if i can climb it in within 40 minutes i might i might have a chance and i, I and i was as a way to re comforting myself i was saying to myself you know sunset peak is easier than Lantau Peak, right i think eh but longer yes you're as, right as in distance wise it's longer yeah it's, yes. it's not quite as high that, that's the problem yeah exactly and it was never ending from from that side when you when you're climbing right off Lantau Peak, it just uh, slowly yeah it's a more going gradual up. climb yeah, yeah gradual climb exactly yeah. <coughs> so that 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 took me that, uh, that kind of either my the time I had to 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 come with more comfortably right yeah, yeah and I just got, after having all of that mileage in your legs and being out <coughs> on your feet for that long you had to run downhill from sunset at yes. a ridiculous pace like what what sort <coughs> of um, what sort of pace do you think <coughs> that you were you were doing going downhill i think solomon said he rode up and he couldn't keep up you on the bike coming down but like but what um what what clip yeah what what pace do you think you were doing i, I think on the road probably uh 340 maybe 350 340 3 minutes 40 probably yeah yeah it could be yeah yeah because i was going super fast that and I, 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 I train this, I train this I, in Discovery Bay when I go to golf, you know, I don't know if you know Discovery Bay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they say, uh, I train normally on the, you know, the Discovery Bay, the golf course. Yeah. So I usually train there going down fast yeah. and usually it clocks around 3.40, around there. Yeah, and yeah. you were and doing that, the that kind of pace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, 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 that was the pace I was thinking that if I still had a chance, uh, that, that, that's what I was going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for, so forgetting, forgetting about all the pain in the legs. Yeah, and so how did you not, how did you block out the pain? On so you, I, I don't know if it happens to you guys, uh, everyone. Usually, you know, the last 20 to 30K in any given race, you know. You the know, adrenaline I, kicks yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, the adrenaline kicks in and you forget about everything. Yeah, I'm sure it happens to you as there, There's, I mean, you, you mentioned when someone asked you so before... So long it's not injury, right? Yeah, you mentioned before, like, that you... There were plenty of times during the race where you thought that you could pull out. You were just... Uh, I think you were saying when you got to... Um, when you got to uh, the peak, you were like, oh, I've missed the three o'clock ferry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, at the peak, I was... I, I thought I was going to make it to the 3 a.m. ferry. And when it was evident that I wasn't going to make it for... by. Uh, but I think about 10 minutes, I said, fuck it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just quit, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah. But then I had to finish it because these guys were waiting for me. And these guys being <laughs> your lovely wife and sitting there. And, <laughs> and it was three in the morning. <laughs> She's going to kill me if I, <laughs> <laughs> if I just disappear, right? So, 
So that's when I decided, okay, I have to, I have to get there at least. And yeah, and then they convinced me I have to, I have, I have to continue. Yeah. And so, like, we all just watched you come into the finish line there. You've supported this race last year. You helped Andre with all the giving out the GPS the previous year. You've been at the finish line in the past. What did it feel like being the person kissing the green post box? No, it's amazing. It's a, it's an unbelievable experience. The whole thing. Uh, I have to say, it's insane. This, this, this is an insane thing. I don't know why would anyone do this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I can't believe it. Yeah, you know, you, you know. Yeah, this, right? it's it's one of those things that just like captures people's imagination, though. Yes, I think because it is just um, it is so ridiculous that um, that yeah, people are just drawn to it. Right, it's an yeah, amazing event. Yeah. No, I have to say now. At the same time, it also helps you test your limits. No, I think um, yeah, everyone's limits. Kind of thinking about, you know, see what what your boundaries are, trying to explore what what is out there, right? And I think uh, the big thing about it is just like inspiring others that to inspiring believe that, that, <coughs> that they can as well. And inspiring others. Uh, yeah. 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 Even if it is just one person. Yeah. You know. Well, I think you've inspired way more than just one yeah. person. Right? <laughs> I think like that, that, I mean, we, yeah, that run from Nongping to like the, the last sort of 20K of Lantau was just like one of the best performances in, in ultra running that I've like witnessed in this sort of amateur community style. It's just unbelievable, mate. You should be, um, you should be really proud. Um, any last thoughts? Any people you'd like to thank, or uh, I'm like nodding over to your to your wife here <laughs> <laughs> and your family and your support crew. But, but yeah, any thoughts about your support crew? Uh, no, I've, what can I say? You know, it's a, th this is a, such a teamwork at the end of the day. You can't do this on your own. Yeah. And so, what what what's next? Have you got anything planned in for this year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so my I next... I see your wife just shaking her head going, Shang, no more, please. No more. Yeah, so my, my next challenge is a, is, a, is a triathlon called the Icon Triathlon. It's, uh, it's going to be held in Italy in September. The difference between... It's an Ironman distance triathlon, but the difference... No, no, the, no, it's not, it's not trail. The difference with the Ironman, the brand Ironman triathlon is that in a way similar to this is kind of self-supported. There are no aid stations and it has low hills, the bicycle. Uh, okay. I think it has about 5,000 meter climb. On the bike, yeah. On the bike. And then for the marathon. And then the marathon ends with a 2,000 meter mountain, mountain marathon. And the finish line is at the top of the mountain. Okay, cool. So that's my next challenge. Okay, and uh, and then where's the swim going to be? Do they make the swim any more difficult? The water temperature is between 15 and 16 degrees. Okay, Celsius. there you go. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, does your wife at least get to have a holiday on that? Like, yeah, at least they the family. Yeah, very good. Um, yes. Well, Chandler, it's been amazing. Uh, I think for everyone that's been dot watching and just like, is he going to make it? Isn't he? Yeah, it's yeah. It's been like, it's been phenomenal to spectate for people. I think it's been a truly inspiration to everyone that's um, seen you get to the finish line. So perfect. Uh, um, yeah, congratulations. Th thank mate. you so well much. Done. Thank, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Tell the truthful story if they ever ask Stop the complaining cause things ain't that bad Hey Andre, welcome back on the Endurance Asia podcast We're, um, we're I suppose, um, close to the end of the Hong Kong Four Trails Ultra Challenge A historic year in 2020 It's been historic in, in many ways um, we've had a record number of finishers, um, seven finishers, and it looks like we're going to have another six survivors as well. Um, as the founder of the event, how's this year gone? How, is, uh, how, how are you feeling now? And, um, and yeah, how do you feel about the 2020 version of uh, HK4 TUC? I'm feeling tired. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> no, it's been, uh, it's been the ninth... Uh edition of the event um and uh, the i think the challenge has grown year after year and it's become more widely known and to some degree i guess more popular and uh, i've been been really pleased with the the fields this year and the individuals that participated and are still participating and uh, definitely the, it was the the strongest field that we've ever had in terms of the the quality of the people in terms of their athletic background, but also their attitude and their inspirational stories and their motivation as well, which is, to me, equally important to invite people to participate than just their ultra-running pedigree. So, uh, yeah, very, very pleased with it. I didn't, I didn't quite expect seven finishers. I would have probably expected three to four. I was expecting a lot of survivors, so people completing within 72 hours um how many how many bottles of champagne did you bring how many we, we had we had purchased 18 as so a three three boxes and uh we had one left from last year so we had 19 in total this morning we left our car in in central at the afc then to, to take the ferry so we were debating on uh, how many bottles to bring so we we brought 14 and uh 14 or 15 so we we brought one or two too many so but that's okay. I mean, it doesn't spoil, so we can use it next time. Yeah, sure. You'll have a couple left for next year. There was also another... Uh, you had Takashi Doi coming from Japan, which um, which had... I, I piqued the interest, I'm sure, of NHK, who are the national uh, TV channel of Japan. Uh, how did that all come about? Because they were um, added a whole new element to the event that it was it's yeah documented throughout the way they're going to be um, bringing out a documentary i believe uh, later in the year yeah actually i think the the, the, the there wasn't really a cause in, in effect and uh, the sequencing was actually different and reverse so okay um i was contacted back in june i think by an agent of nhk who are doing scouting for events endurance events adventure events as part of their program planning for 2020 in the context of their NHK The Great Race series. And uh, you may have seen some coverage of UTMB or UTMF or some of the desert multi-stage races um, by NHK under the, the series The Great Race. So, um, yeah, so out of the blue, an email came from the agent in, in North America saying, okay, we, this is our background, this is what we do. Um, would you be interested in considering having us document your event? Um, we're still doing our planning at the moment, so it's not confirmed, um, but we just wanted to check in with you. And I said, yeah, I feel obviously very honored. 
Um, I said it's uh, it's not a, a race uh, in the traditional sense, uh, so it's a bit s- this d- different from the events that you normally cover. But yeah, this is a background. I think if it suits you, then you're welcome to cover it. Uh, I said it's a small event. Uh, it's not a commercial event, so I won't pay you anything for it. I'm, I'm happy to give you some input, but you're on your own in terms of getting permits and making arrangements and everything. Um, and then it went quiet for quite some time. And then obviously also we've had the... Uh, turbulences starting and, and continuing in Hong Kong and I thought okay that probably uh, meant they're no longer interested and they're going away but then after a few months they, they came back again uh, we had some email exchanges and then it started to materialize a bit more uh, the team came over including the lead director in November for a couple of days of discussions uh, and also recce and so on and yeah and then it, it all came together yeah and and they were a great crew as well They, they I don't because you can, I suppose, be a bit concerned that they might like take away from the essence of mm. the event. But I think um, they, I think they did a really good job, and um, I think they, yeah, they sort of added to the event rather than take anything away from it. Yeah, and I, I had looked at some of their previous productions, and uh, it's uh, the Japanese public TV, and um, so I, I would have probably been concerned if it would be sponsored or commercially driven by. Uh, let's say an ultra running brand or market. Um, so, um, so yeah, that was certainly considered. But from 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 all the other productions that I've seen from NHK, yeah. uh, definitely pro- very pro- professional and uh, Japanese are known to be very di- diligent in their preparations. And uh, this sort of has been the case the, here the as well. The so. Germans always get on well with the Japanese, <laughs> don't they? There's a lot. <laughs> there's always a lot of collaboration between Germany yeah. and Japan. There's That's a lot true. of similarities That's there. True. But yeah. it's been a really international event as well, actually. And um, I know that in previous years, the Hong Kongers have always been very prominent in the field and have been really successful. And actually, the first, the top three finishers this year were all in internationals, right? Um, did that surprise you at all? Well, actually, the historically the Hong Kongers have always been reserved for two reasons. The first reason is the event takes place Chinese New Year. Very understandably, it's difficult for locals to just say to the families, okay, I'm not going to participate in the normal traditional Chinese New Year festivities. I'm just going out and run for three days straight. Um, and the other thing is that locals realize how difficult this event actually is. So they have a much more uh, realistic appreciation of the challenge and the the level of difficulty. And they say, well, this is too hard. I'm not going to do it because I've been on each of these trails and running each trail on its own is is just a good day's work. So I'm not going to do them all in one. So so actually, traditionally, we had uh, quite a bit of international interest. One of my key objectives in this event is also to look at making it very diverse and diverse in different aspects so nationality is is one level so we had 33 participants this year across 17 nationalities wow yeah now places like hong kong and singapore are quite international so we've had quite a few hong kong based participants but so you could argue locals but again from different nationalities um yeah so not too di- not too surprised Obviously, also we've seen over the years that the word of mouth and publicity of the event um, reached international levels. Um, the 2017 film by Ben and Robin Lee, Breaking 60, was shown widely on, on various uh, publications and so on. Obviously, uh, supported that as well quite greatly. 
Yeah, yeah. And were were you surprised though that um, that yeah, all the three finishers were people that came in from overseas in terms of the the top three finishers? I mean, who and like who impressed you the most on the field from both the people at the front end and the and the people at the um, sort of further further back? Well, Nugo, I think, is based in Hong Kong. He's he's from Nepal originally, but I think he lives here. Um, but there is a significant step up in terms of difficulty again doing the Hong Kong Fortress Ultra Challenge if you don't live here, if you don't know the trails, if you haven't raced here, if you don't know the course. Because, just to recap, it's it's an event that is not marked, it's not supported, you're on your own while you're on the trail, it's f- fully self-supported, uh, no aid stations, no course markings other than the the general country park directions and distance markers and so on. Um, so for us being fortunate to live and train and run in Hong Kong, we are quite familiar with the trails. Uh, but for people who have potentially never been here and never run here, it's obviously a next level up. Um, and it's I've raced a lot of events internationally, um, but they were all marked, or at least most of them were. Right, So then it's sort of okay. But, but doing this event from out of town and, and having... That level of additional challenge, I think it's, it's, it's quite impressive. I think uh, the the popularity has grown over the years, as I mentioned, and with that also, I think it has, has, has piqued a little bit the interest of uh, stronger athletes, um, such as uh, Tomo-san, who has been one of the finishers last year. And uh, I guess that has given a big popularity push in, in Japan. Uh, and, and Tomo-san is very well regarded there, and, and he has... Uh, spoken about the event and, and so on. I think that, that word of mouth, I think, is something the ultra-running community, obviously, is quite strong in as well. Similarly, I've, we've, we've had uh, participants uh, from uh, as far as, as Canada and, and Australia and so on. So, yeah, that's that's definitely quite quite satisfying to see. Yeah, and, and so who... Who stood out for you most as like a, as like the top performers from um, for different for different reasons? Who really stood out for you for this year's? I think it's really difficult to pick because I think every individual is is so unique, but also so impressive in their preparation, their dedication, their motivation, and it takes a lot of guts just to sign up and then get invited and and then to show up and i think so it's it's difficult to to pick and that they're probably different categories but yeah um one example would be uh abby from singapore so he came two years ago and he was very firm and very determined i think to be finishing under 60 hours and he wasn't successful he was quite disappointed so you could say okay it didn't work out I'm moving on, do something else. He doubled down. He came back again last year, improved significantly, um, but again, he wasn't able to, to finish under 60 hours. And again, you could say, well, okay, this is tried it twice, now I'm giving up, I'm doing something else. Uh, no, he came again for the third time and basically put much of his life on hold for three years at a minimum. Maybe he, he prepared another one or two years prior to the first event. And it's just... It's just really, really satisfying and motivating to see someone who has a goal, a real stretch goal, and keeps working at it and does not get deterred by by setbacks, does not get deterred by not achieving the goal in the first time, 
and and just keeps chipping away at it and keeps chipping away at it and that's just very gratifying to see that he eventually made it and uh, and became a finisher um then on the other hand you have someone like Stephen Redfern from Australia who um, who's never been in Hong Kong before who flew in uh, twice to do recce once in November or once in December once in early January and uh, he stayed for a couple of days and did two trails on each trip right so again that is a a big level of dedication and 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 commitment as well so um so i think the people that have finished they haven't done so because they were lucky they've done so because they put a lot of preparation effort in training mental preparation logistics preparation and so on so so it it is not easy to finish here for sure and everybody who has finished uh, has commented on that so it takes a lot of things to come together i can only imagine from your perspective as as the founder of this challenge that you have people like abby and i forget the guy from um from thailand thailand the filipino guy um that had a similar scenario to abby that came back three years um three years running sorry remind me of his name jack lanante yes jack lanante um and that you've come up with this challenge that just has captured these people and they've like committed like in Abby's case or Jag three years of their entire life to it like literally three years like every every month their training and everything is just leading up to this one thing every year how do how does that resonate with you like how do you it must just consume you a little bit as well knowing that this one thing this event every once a year you've got a whole group of people that are committing their lives to something that you came up with i think the reason that i'm putting on this event is because i find it very motivating and and energizing to see and follow people that go through that journey and uh, it's an event that i don't put on for profit in fact it costs me money um but it's it's my way of giving back to the community and uh, ultra running has given me a lot of confidence in in my life in my professional work uh, in other aspects of my life and uh, it's it's something that I'd like other people to have a chance to experience as well and it's sort of my vehicle or my platform to let other people go through that experience it's it's a small platform um but i think a lot of people including those that you mentioned have been maybe in some ways changed and and transformed um and uh and that's that's fascinating and I, i think it's it doesn't really consume me but it's just keeps me motivated to put it on uh it is a lot of work to put it on um but then again it's only once a year and 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 so it's it's i'm, I'm really pleased to to see that people come back and find the interest and so on it is a niche event uh, for sure um so if you're looking after certain points for other events or belt buckles or other things then it's not for you i hope i've done a reasonable job also in my pre-screening uh based on the applications and so on to 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 bring people into the event that understand the ethos and the culture and the values of the event and are not just after another a tick on their bucket list and so on but really really fit in with the values of it so and i, I think we've seen this this year as well uh, with the individuals and so on so certainly the 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 finishers that came that came through so far it was it was very emotional to see and everyone had had tears in their eyes or running down their cheeks and i think that's just very satisfying it's very human yeah and that was actually going to be my next my next question to you so it it's quite a good segue there but 
have you got emotional over this weekend and at what points have you uh have you got really emotional yeah i'm always very emotional at the at the finish ultra running ultra marathon finish lines are very emotional places not just at the at the front end but even more so at the at the at the back of the field because people there work even arguably even harder and so on and 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 people coming close to the the cutoff people finishing in the in sort of the golden hour uh the last 60 minute of a cutoff or intermediate cutoff and you see the the raw emotion they're pushing themselves very hard one example was the first cutoff of the Maclow's Trail, 100k in 18 hours and we had literally one participant who finished um, flat on 18 hours and uh, Paper, my wife, was yelling at him when he came in on the straight and saying 30 seconds, 30 seconds and he, you could see he was his eyes were lighting up and he started to sprint uh, and, and he made it and he was just so happy. Having some of these difficult challenges myself and then the relief that goes through it when you uh, see that that your months and months of effort and training and other things preparation have have paid off i think it's 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 great and i think it's just it's a simple sport it um doesn't need a lot of resources it's sort of a an equalizer across gender nationality um where you come from what what you work what your job is what your professional statute is what your family life is and so on and that that's again something I like in, gen- in ultra running in general, but also in this event I think it brings just brings so, f- so many different people together and and, uh, and 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 shows that human element of, of it and that human aspect. Yeah, I mean I I actually watching people come in at the finish line. I often watch you as much as I do the finisher, and um, and yeah, I can uh, see you get emotional and it like puts a puts a lump in my throat as well. It's um. It's just such a great scene there at the Muiwe Ferry Terminal. Um, we are uh, we're waiting for the uh, the first survivor to come back. Um, Karen, how do you say Karen's? Chung Man Yu. Chung Man Yu, who's yeah. a, a phenomenal, phenomenal runner, but she's just about to come in for um, survivors. We're going to have to uh, head out to the um, to the ferry terminal and the green post box shortly. But um, uh, lastly, I'd just like to ask you about 2021. It's going to be the 10th anniversary of the Hong Kong Four Trails Ultra Challenge. What, what, what do you have planned? Please say you're not going to make it harder for, uh, <laughs> for everyone. Well, we're always going to make it harder. That's part of the challenge, so that goes unspoken. But um, I thought uh, the 10th anniversary, we should probably maybe take a step back and, and reflect and, and, uh, and look at doing something differently. So what we thought was to... I mean, when you have an anniversary in your family, what do you do? You have a reunion. You have a family reunion. So let's let's do a Fortress Ultra Challenge family reunion. So everyone who has um, finished or survived in the previous editions, including the one that is still going on right now, uh, will get a um, an invitation and will get a confirmed slot if they like to join. As you know, the the format has changed over the years. The timing cutoffs and rules have have tightened quite over the years. So I don't think that everyone will come. I think some of the participants from earlier years may feel the challenge is too big, and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I felt it would be good to to bring people together that have done it before and, and gone through the whole distance and the the emotional journey, the sleep deprivation, the ups and downs the elation of completing 
the journey, no matter what the time was, uh, and, and, and touch and kiss the post box to, to bring these people together. Because I think that's also, um, again, one of the aim of the, of the event, to, to, to unite people and to bring people together. Uh, unfortunately, the, the way the format works is that people come together, they do it, and then they disappear again. Because the event is so long, you can't really expect people to to come for an after party the next day or the next evening and and so on. So in in some ways, that's that's maybe one of the f the, the few only sad things is that tomorrow morning at nine nine a.m. it's the seventy two hour cutoff and then people will disappear and then that's it. Um, there isn't really any follow up or any sharing of stories in a in a uh, in another way. So. I guess bringing the people together and and doing the 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 event and the tenth anniversary is sort of one way of bringing people together. I've been uh, hearing quite a lot of encouraging uh, feedback from people who said, "Oh yeah, if if other people come back, then I'll I'll join as well." Uh, and I've seen some healthy banter going on in terms of maybe taking it to the next level and maybe certain. Uh, younger and fitter people than myself aiming for maybe breaking 50 so uh, I'm a little bit doubtful but uh, who am I to uh, to challenge their beliefs um, but we'll see I think it, it's going to be good I think it's maybe disappointing to some people that were keen to, to join for the first time but you know what in ultra running we all need to learn to be patient that's just part of the sport and you just need to be patient for one more year and then we will probably look again at a more open format and then uh, you will have your shot. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea and it would be good to see all of the people that have uh, that have you know made their mark at this event and this is this mark has, this event has made their mark on them and uh, and to get that amazing group of people together to uh, to race against each other. Not that it's a race, <laughs> it's a challenge. Um, Andre, thank you, thank you for for coming up with this event. Like I think, um, I think everyone that has competed in it uh, have left a bit of themselves on this course and have taken a whole lot more away. And they wouldn't have had those experiences if it wasn't for you coming up with it. And and thank you for all of the efforts that you put in for these these three days which it's I think it's probably harder being a f director on this than actually racing it the amount of effort you have to put into it so um, we all appreciate you we appreciate paper as well thank you so much paper you're an absolute legend too Andre's wife the two of you are, um, are, are just stalwarts of this community and um, and I think we all owe a lot to the to the two of you for continuing on this historic uh, historic event so thank you and uh and keep it going we'll be back next year thank you scott for for having me and it's always great to chat with you cheers andre tell the truthful story if they ever ask stop the complaining because things ain't that bad